From the Leonard Building in Kipps Bay, it's Michael and Marshall. And with that, welcome to Volume 5 of Michael and Marshall on the Couch. I'm alongside Kyle back in uh, producer Nick's uh, spot, staring at Kyle's uh, average-looking pale face. How you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty offended off of that. I thought <laughs> I have a more than average-looking uh, pale face, but it's good to see your uh, good to see your mug too, and it's uh, good to be good to have Nick back, and good to be back in our home base. Rye, how's your work week been? How's it going, sir? It's been uh, pretty laborious, Kyle. I'm uh, a bit parched, a, a bit, bit tired, and a bit drained. <laughs> but we're going to get uh, Volume 5 started off with some uh, coaching talk around the NFL. Been the some, carousel. Been some interesting hires. You'll never hear us use a T when we use that word. Uh, and I think being I'm a Giants fan, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the uh, Pat Shermer hire? Um, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems like a very bland move uh, coming from uh, New York. Uh, the Maras, obviously, they like to uh, they like to keep things close to the chest and kind of uh, kind of run the whole operation themselves. But they really didn't go out on a limb with either their head coaching hire or their GM. They got Shermer paired up with Gettleman, and maybe that uh, those long NFL tenures will lead to success in New York. But really, not too much excitement. Yeah, I think they. Well, I think that's exactly what they go for. No excitement. They yeah. like these boring coaches. That well, all right. This is the one thing with Shermer, and I think this is clearly what sent McAdoo packing until they, uh, as he mentioned, asked for his key card. Yep. Um, he, they like these. They want a coach that's going to be honest with the media, as little as anyone wants to admit it. In in this city, you need to be able to handle the media. You need to know what to say. And you've got to be honest. McAdoo uh, beat around the bush with every single question he answered. He was hypocritical. we got to go check the tape. In each press conference. Yeah, he, was, he, he just wasn't transparent at all. So I think Shermer doesn't seem like he's going to be the best at handling media, but hopefully he's at, at least he's honest. I don't know. I was hoping the Giants went with a uh, defensive, defensive-minded coach as they've got the majority. I mean, they've got good talent on offense, but they've got a defense that has – the capability to be special, and we'll see we'll see how that forms. But it's not an exciting hire. But I mean, we well, have the to, most. This is the most sought after job you would have thought. You thought that you. This is that. one of the best jobs in the league. I you know, know there's stability yeah, with the Giants. Yeah. You know that you're going to get at least few years, unless you're like McAdoo and everything absolutely implodes in your face. But um, it is promising what uh, Shermer was able to do up in Minnesota this year, uh, turn Case Keenum into a very viable quarterback. We know that the uh, the season ended rather abruptly um, for yes. Minnesota, especially only being able to put up seven points in their final game of the year. But uh, you can't judge a man off of one game. Um, he was able to have some success with that offense this year, and we'll see if he's able to translate that to either Eli Manning or if they're – uh, moving on from him, uh, one of these young quarterbacks that are seem to be talked about. Yeah, and I think with Shermer, and I'm sure the Giants, when they interviewed him, you would have thought that this was brought up, is that the handling of Odell Beckham has to be a top item on his he's gotta list. He's got to grow up. He's got to discipline Beckham and show this team that he's willing to do so immediately if Beckham's going to try and take over this team with his strange personality and get all the attention and sacrifice yards through celebration penalties and show up his players. Shermer's got to teach him his lesson early. McAdoo was soft about it. And even Tom Coughlin, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the most revered guys in this league, he was also a pussy about it. Yeah. He didn't do anything. The game that Beckham all, almost Tried ended the life yeah. of Josh Norman, he should have been suspended for about five games after that, realistically. Coughlin also did nothing, so you would have to hope. Obviously, you want Beckham on the field. He's a top three receiver in this league, but Shermer needs to really put his foot down early, Kyle. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, you see, you saw this past season a lot of turmoil within the Giants. Uh, 
Janoris Jenkins, Eli Apple, uh, missing games to suspensions, to uh, suspensions from in-house, just like not showing up to stuff, being malcontents in the locker room. That's got to turn around um, if the Giants want to get back to a, a viable playoff team. Um, but and, we don't want to spend yeah, too much yeah, time. Kyle, on- I was going to say, yeah, we don't want to spend too much time, but there are a few interesting points to add here before we move on to the other new hires around the league. This is, while it is a, an attractive job, it's also a tough one as well, given that it's under the New York spotlight. But there are several personalities and a lot of drama that went on with this team throughout the season. And, of course, that's going to happen when you expect to win 13 games and be a playoff team, and instead you win three. So, I mean, he has the whole Eli Apple situation to handle, given there's a high likelihood they waive him. But Jenkins... Uh, DRC, Beckham, there are a lot of guys on this team that need to be put in their place, and Shermer's really going to have to take care of that early unless he wants to uh, replicate what McAdoo did, which was just so embarrassing. Yeah, and like you said, he's going to have to be able to handle the limelight of New York. Uh, the New York media can't be too short with the uh, with the uh, reporters no. after games. He's got he's to have a little give and take. He's got to... Uh, He's got to go in and build his own team, build his culture, and turn it around from uh, from the debacle that we saw this past season. Yeah, he's going to be dealing with some ravenous fans. But we'll move on to uh, another interesting hire um, that went on. I think the next one we maybe want to talk about is the Patricia heading to Detroit, Kyle. Yeah, definitely. It will be interesting to see if one, if uh, the latest Belichick disciple uh, – can have success out on his own. Uh, he's known as the uh, the mad scientist, like we've said. He's got the football guy look with the beard and the pencil behind his ear. Seen, you never know how much he's really doing. I think you've said this in the past because of how closely Belichick works with that defense, but uh, he has a lot of praise from everyone around the league. Uh, he clearly knows his stuff. He's been able to work his way up the ranks. He's been a hot coaching commodity over the past few years, and it looks like he's finally going to get his chance. Yeah, I mean, I think the point you started off with is the most crucial here. Seeing if he is really just a product of Belichick or seeing if he can get it done in a different for a different team. And a lot of a lot of the Belichick disciples have not had a yeah. lot of success. And we'll you get to McDaniel's. Uh, yeah, you think of McDaniel's first stint in uh, Denver didn't go well. Uh, Romeo Cornell. Rack, as they call him. Uh, and Charlie Weiss, Big Charlie, uh, didn't did not find success. Um so it really seems like Belichick is the glue, or uh, clearly he's the glue that holds all those guys together. But he makes everybody look better just because he's the coach of the Patriots and he's clearly the best coach of all time. Uh, yeah, and But these guys are able to learn from him. We'll see if they can build a, a replica of what is the New England Patriots, but not a lot of Tom Brady's in the world. No, and clearly you would have to assume he's absorbed a lot from Bill, but... Bill's a defensive coach, so you really wonder how much of the defense is a product of Belichick or whether it's Patricia. I'm sure it's a decent combination, but this is also an interesting spot because he's going into an environment and he's now the head coach of a team that's really been two or three games short of the playoffs every season. They're not far off. They've got got an elite quarterback. Yeah. And they've just never really been able – they lose – Two or three times a year, they'll lose that game by three points. And if they just win those games, they're a playoff team. So this is a team that's very capable. I would agree. I think it's smart to go on the defensive end uh, because Matt Stafford is a veteran. It seems like they're going to stick with their offensive coordinator, the guy with probably the most legendary name in the league, Jim Bob Cooter, uh, (laughs) who has worked well with uh, Stafford in the past. So. Uh, let him take care of the offense, and Patricia can man that defense. There's some talent there with uh, mainly uh, Ezekiel Alonzo. He had a breakout year. Um, NFC North is obviously a tough division, especially with Aaron coming back. Well, and that'll be interesting, too, seeing Patricia drop some game plans. Out in Lambeau. Aaron. Yeah. It'll he be belongs a- in Lambeau. I mean, Patricia is... I don't think there's a better spot for him than Detroit. Just that low-key, gritty-looking kind of gross man that is going to find a nice home in Detroit with his smelly facial hair and his <laughs> pencil on his ear that people like. Ticonderoga. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for his look, would he? I mean, 
would he be that uh, that uh, highly coveted? Probably because he's he's a Bill Belichick. It's byproduct. But yeah, we'll see. It's funny. There were rumors that uh, I don't know how much influence he can really have, but maybe a lot since he's the commissioner. But apparently, uh, Goodell took no uh, obviously no liking to uh, Patricia rocking the. Uh, uh, Goodell clown shirt after they won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, that turned a few heads. It was a pretty funny move by the guy, a real, a, a real fu, um, as they like to say. But he got his job. I guess it's not confirmed yet, obviously, because the Pats are still alive in the Super Bowl. But it is. But everything. It looks like a lock, and a he's got his chance. Yeah, and the whole wearing the Goodell clown shirt. We don't want to spend too much time on that, but. As much as we loved seeing that when he came off the uh, team plane after the Super Bowl, that's not uh, going to be a good example to set for these players that are already um, very encouraged by themselves to act like fools. So their coach can't be acting like a fool himself. And maybe he won't since he's the head <laughs> ball coach nowadays. Yeah, and with that we'll move to the other Patriots coordinator that has landed a job in Indianapolis, and clearly your first thought here is, if Luck's healthy, how dangerous can these two be working together? You would think very dangerous. Um, you, I would, you would have to think that McDaniels got firm confirmation that Luck will um, not only be back, but be himself, be healthy, hopefully the best version we see of himself. Uh, what the Colts have done to him so far in his career is an utter shame, getting him absolutely destroyed with the the offensive line that honestly would not have rivaled uh, the Fordham University offensive line of 2014. Um, it's been absolutely abysmal. Um, but uh, obviously the offensive mind of McDaniels is not one that can be questioned, and if Andrew Luck is healthy, that could be a scary combination down in the AFC South. It can be, and I don't want to give any uh, hints to anyone in our fantasy league that we take incredibly seriously, but I think Jack Doyle is going to become an unreal tight end under McDaniels. They've got Hilton, who's the great deep threat, and who, I mean, Frank Gore's going to be back, which is a bit strange, but... Maybe they take Saquon, number three, if he's there. Yeah, that'd be interesting, and you know McDaniels is going to try and implement that um, underneath uh, route offense that they run in New England. Up and tempo, a lot Luck, of different options. Yeah, and Luck clearly likes to throw the ball deep, but McDaniels has found his bread and butter with the short passes, the quick offense, so we'll see what type of personnel they build around Luck. But ultimately with this team, it's about the defense. We know that they can play in shootouts, but they seem uh, much further away from uh, success than the Lions, but at the same time, they've been in the playoffs um, a few times over the past uh, five, six years, so maybe McDaniels can get Luck back there, but ultimately with this discussion, it's solely about Luck's health. Yes, it's about Luck's health, and hopefully he can make uh, make Luck into a better decision maker. We know that he, he's been prone to throw a lot of interceptions. Granted, there's a lot of... Uh, there's typically a lot of pressure in his face, so hopefully they can solidify that offensive line, maybe get another weapon there on the offensive end, uh, and really see what uh, really see what those two can get done together. Yeah, and I think I'll, I think we'll close up the coaching talk with the. Uh, we're not going to get to all of it here. We don't want to bore you to tears, but we're going to get to the Vrabel hire from Tennessee, which seemed. Uh, I like the higher... Not Rabel. necessarily a Belichick disciple, but clearly yeah, uh, one that. that was influenced by Bill Belichick as he played many a season and won three <laughs> Super Bowls with uh, that Patriot uh, that Patriot team. Yeah, but I, I, while I do like the higher, I think they've got to make sure that um, they are focused on kind of getting the Mariota that they had in his rookie year. He looked a bit lost all season. The Titans are a well, weird team. Did you hear team. what he said? Uh, uh, Vrabel said um, he's going to man the defense, off, obviously, as he's the uh, def- uh, defensive guy, played linebacker. Uh, had a, had some nice plays at tight end, though. Uh, he did. Caught a few ones. big touchdowns. But Vrabel said that uh, he's going to look into uh, running a college-like scheme for Mariota that to try and get the best. Worked. Never may, worked. May, maybe it does this time. Eh, no chance. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree. You got to find the uh, the system that best suits your quarterback. 
and we saw what Marcus Mariota did with that uh, Chip Kelly scheme. But we saw what Oregon Chip Kelly's scheme did in the NFL. Being run by Nick Foles, not being run like a man like but Nick uh, Foles is elite. No, get out of here. Nick Foles is elite. Man has one good game. Yeah, the seven touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, but the the Vrabel uh, hire, it's exciting, but I realistically, and you'd probably agree, I can't spend too much time t- talking about the Titans. I think they're uh, not too entertaining to watch. I think the... Look out for that a- AFC South yeah. there next year. We saw the Jags take their step. Uh, Tennessee was a playoff team. Um, the Texans, obviously, with Deshaun Watson coming back. Uh, him and DeAndre Hopkins should be a lethal duo next year. And uh, the Colts, obviously, with getting Andrew Luck back and, as we just mentioned, uh, hiring Josh McDaniels uh, to run the team. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're going to wrap up the NFL talk with some uh, discussion of, and I know you think this, Kyle, uh, you wrote this in our pre-episode notes, how big of a joke the Pro Bowl is. Oh, yeah, for sure. People mention that, like, oh, he was a Pro Bowler. Okay. There's, <laughs> yeah, like, 50 Pro I'm, there's like a hundred Pro Bowlers each year these, because people decline to play in them. These guys go to the Pro Bowl now. I mean, to, we were watching to retrieve their bucket hats. Yeah, I mean that seems and what put it's up all about. Yeah. Let me insert the gold teeth like Devonte Adams did, who I love. I couldn't like Devonte Adams more. <laughs> and put on my bucket hat and just sit around with these goons and bullshit for for a week in in Hawaii or wherever it is. Orlando. Now, Orlando. But we were watching. It's, we were just watching the uh, the skills challenge. I'm watching. Uh, Jarvis Landry run 10 yards, flop onto a big mat, and try and... Uh, Jared Goff made a hell of a play on the dodgeball uh, on the dodgeball pitch, though. Yeah, a nice catch, wing it. There's got to be a way they, they can make this more fun, Kyle. Uh, they're trying to. Yeah, and you it, can't ask them to play hard. it shouldn't be contact like football, really. It should almost be... Seven on seven. A tournament of like seven on sevens, as you mentioned. I haven't put much thought into this, so I don't want to throw out a heinous Pro Bowl uh, alternative here. But the wearing pads and trying to play real football seems a bit silly. No one, I, no one wants to get hit. I mean, that's ridiculous. Devontae Adams, who I mentioned, has uh, gotten concussed like three times a season and played the next game. Kyle Rudolph got hurt. So it's uh, realistically, if you're watching it, it's because you bet on it or you want to see some funny storylines. But it seems like a joke. Not to spend too much time on it, I figure we It's maybe, probably the worst of the three. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The NBA, we'll see, and we'll get to the NBA uh, All-Star game. We'll uh, get deep into that. But to just close up NFL talk, we'll head to the XFL. And so, I Ryan, real quick, which, hire, which, which of these hires do you like the most? <sighs> putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are putting me on the spot, and it's impossible to not go with this simple answer. But I like the Patricia hire the most. This team seems like they have all the ingredients on offense to be a playoff team. And now they can become that defensive powerhouse, hopefully. They've got the athleticism. Um, they play in a city where you – this sounds silly, but I, I feel like it's a city that would appreciate it's – a, it's, yeah, it it's a division like they, that loves defense. Yeah, and they seem so, like uh, they hired a coach who fits team. the mold of the city. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my favorite hire. How about you? Um, Excuse me there, Bert. <laughs> it's all right. It's a uh, probably reeks of the beef pie. and broccoli I inhaled an hour ago. A bit much. Beef and broccoli Ryan. couldn't be better, by the way. I prefer chicken and broccoli, but that's for a different. That's for miscellaneous on yeah, another we'll day. We'll introduce that uh, segment <laughs> later in this in this volume. Chicken or beef? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I think my favorite hire, uh, and it all depends, as we said, on Luck's health. But I love uh, teaming up McDaniel's with Andrew Luck. I think if they get if they get all the. Uh, if they're able to keep Luck healthy, there's there's no doubt that McDaniels will make him a better quarterback. Uh, Pagano, obviously, was a defensive guy. Um, it seemed like Luck was a bit limited, obviously getting hit a bunch. Uh, I like McDaniels to Indianapolis, see what he can do up in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and we took the Really quick, what are your thoughts of the XFL? Are you yeah, well, yeah, I'm interested. I have thoughts on this. I think the most interesting – Point to take out of uh, yeah, interesting. I've dropped a few too many T's on this uh, episode so far, but I think the most interesting part uh, with Vince McMahon's release here is that nobody with any criminal records can join the league, and to that I would say good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're you're, come picking, on. you're picking from the absolute you're picking bottom from the of the barrel, the most criminals. 
Yeah, and it seems like <laughs> it seems like Johnny Manziel would be the absolute perfect face Johnny of this. Manziel could make millions off this league. But he is a criminal record. So a no-no <laughs> for Vince McMahon in this XFL. And Vince McMahon's a smart guy. I'm sure he thought long and hard about this. But the whole but who's he going to field? You and I? Uh, RG3. Who knows? RG3, yeah. Uh, he's gonna, I mean, we don't want to sound uh, jaded here, but you're trying, to, you're trying to form a league full of guys that have not been able to make the NFL, which oftentimes end up being guys that have really been on the streets and struggled to find a profession outside of the NFL. And not to get to the, the final implication here, but how are you going to field the players you want? It's going to be no a challenge. criminal record. It's going to be a major challenge. Um, it's going to be a disaster. Well, the whole the whole mo of the of the original XFL <laughs> should be the criminal league. <laughs> that's what it was. I was just going to say the whole mo of the original XFL is that these guys would kill each other, and like, is that going to be what they with the, what they do now? Like, with all, are they just going to go against all of the concussion, like uh, head injury? saga um that has fallen in line with the nfl i mean they would literally instead of doing a coin toss they would roll the ball out and have the guys wrestle for it to see who gets the ball first which is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> it also it sounds like and you know he didn't this is being released he says in 2020 he clearly you've heard about this for a while he's thought about it but it seems like he hasn't he said the players will have no forum to state political views what does that mean so they get, he's gonna say oh no you can't like speak about what you think or go on Twitter, how's he gonna how's he gonna make sure that doesn't happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. via fines and suspensions. I don't know. <laughs> this league sounds like it's, it's gonna, gonna be a be joke. A we'll see if it's a lot than the, the, X, than the uh, XFL one. Yeah, this is a joke. <laughs> it's an absolute joke, but this Vince McMahon be... knows how to get eyeballs. Yeah, he does, but I I don't know. This is gonna be strange and I don't know. You don't want to make assumptions, and uh, this will wrap up our football. Yeah, we're certainly not an XFL podcast, at least not yet. I'm sure we'll become one once this league releases, once we're uh, getting paid down in uh, in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This doesn't seem like it's going to work, to be frank. All right, uh, let's not let's not go too crazy with XFL talk. Uh, It's been a it's been a nice conversation talking about the coaches. it, uh, the carousel is is moving, uh, and we'll see what is to come. We'll we'll obviously d- uh, deep dive into the Super Bowl preview next week, um, but that's all we got for football this week. Yeah, we're gonna uh, get into the association, but first we're gonna take a quick pause on Michael and Marshall on the fan yet again. The fan. The fan. <laughs> oh, on the fan. A hat tip to Mike. Oh, man. Oh, on the couch. He's a bit delirious yeah, from that, that three-hour project that Yeah, worked. that'll show you, uh, one, uh, how many uh, hours I've put in this week, which no one gives a shit about. And how many but hours two, you want to listen to the fan. Two, how much we like Francesa. This is Michael and Marshall on the couch, but before we pause here to get to the NBA, we've yet again, on the couch, by the way, that was a disgrace. It's kind of a uh, We've yet again failed to state our names. No, you said we're Ryan and Kyle, but you're Ryan Michael and I'm Kyle Marshall, hence <laughs> yeah, Michael and Marshall straight. on the couch. Come okay. on now, get it straight. All right, that's it. <laughs> Taking over the basketball game, hand down, man down. From one league to another, we go on to the association, and we bring in our NBA guru, Nick, producer Nick. Um, we're going to start off with the obvious here, and it's really a gift how much uh, talk this guy gives you. Uh, we'll start with LeBron's Instagram post that he put up uh, prior to the game versus the Spurs, where he reached the 30K plateau. And I'm a I'm one of the bigger LeBron supporters there are. I try to ignore his corniness, but this was too much. It was too much to handle. <laughs> I would agree. I too I too am a LeBron guy, but you see him congratulating young LeBron, the uh, the old high school picture, saying uh, he's a kid from Akron, yada yada yada. No one expected you to do this. 
Basically just kissing his own ass. Uh, <laughs> it was is, unbearable. What is he doing? Why is old LeBron thanking young LeBron? He's already going to get like hundreds of thousands of thank yous from everyone. Every famous he person. He wanted to be one of the first to do so. Yeah, he was. <laughs> no, like, no, it's it's just you read that Instagram and it's, you know how could hardly is, get through. You it was can so hardly believe it. How a guy could be so far from humble. He is so egotistical, it's unlike bearable. Let's, I can't do it. Uh, it, is, <laughs> he's in his own world. Uh, it is a huge milestone, though. Uh, oh, I mean, it is. Come on, get out of here. We all uh, know that. Yeah, you do know that, but I mean, come on. Uh, I think it's blown out of proportion a little bit. <laughs> but then I he, mean, everything he does is blown out of proportion. But then who he cares? Re- he releases- Kyle, who else would ever do that? Uh, it's a, I don't know. Again, who no cares? One. I don't spend no any time thinking about it. But then he releases a video of himself reading his congratulation videos from, like, Kevin Hart and, like, all these famous people. Like, what is he doing? I, I know. The corniness is, is hard to escape. No, this but is beyond just like, corniness. It's just, like, a this look at me show. like, self-absorbed, which we know he is. And this is – my brother said this, and I agree with him. There's three LeBrons – and you've got to just enjoy the on-the-court one. you got to ignore GM LeBron and ignore social media LeBron. Those two LeBrons are incompetent. They're morons. Did you see the stat that LeBron was the youngest player to reach 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, so, so on, on, until 30,000? He's been the youngest player to reach each 1,000-point uh, plateau, which is just another ode to how great the man is on the court. Yeah, that, that social media mean. game needs to uh, step up a little bit. It's not going to. He's gonna get, the only media, the only part of LeBron's media game that I enjoy because it's too funny is when an album comes out and he feels the need <laughs> to literally release personal mixtapes and, and and music videos. When he puts the uh, <laughs> when he puts the do rag on, puts the snarl on his face. Does he oh, release those videos? And, what is his thought? Probably thinks he I, thinks he's the man in those. He thinks Stephen, everyone's asking for it. Stephen A. Smith, who we know is best friends with every single player in the NBA, naturally, yeah, clearly, <laughs> um, was saying that the players that are in the league, it's understood and known that they all also think LeBron is incredibly corny. And I wonder because all the players did congratulate him. I think that's just the classic game respect game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just it's hard to believe that he. It gets worse. Yeah, I think a lot of the other players are sick of LeBron's shit just hearing, like, the nonstop 24-7 news cycle about him. But Uh, they also know how good it is for the league because it creates this absurd press. I mean, he hasn't been able to take a shit since he made the decision to leave to uh, uh, Miami without getting absolute media blowback in every sense of the word. Um, But this was deserved here. The the Instagram post was... (laughs) A little bit of a disgrace. Um, a bit of a dizzy do. A bit of a dizzy do, as we like to say. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. No, and I think that, I mean, unlimited things could be said about how big of an embarrassment it is. But not to get too stuck, because it's very easy to, on this ridiculous post. We're going to move on to the Kawhi Leonard talk around the league, which is something that is incredibly rare. Yeah, I'm... I think there's no way, other way to describe it other than a bit interesting. Yeah, yeah and... It's to, very unspurs-like. Yeah, you, see you the, don't uh, see this in Santa. The well, conflict yeah. between the... I mean, he is... He's Tim Duncan 2.0. I heard him called the uh, the little fundamental recently, which I thought was a pretty <laughs> elite nickname. Yeah, and he's such a special player, but I wonder what your guys' takes are here. It's a weird comment to make, and I'm sure he didn't want it getting out. Maybe he did, so I'm not sure. But it's a weird take, given the timing, that he's played like 15 games this season yeah, to, apparently, to make this statement now. Apparently, he doesn't think that the training staff is doing enough, uh, like a good enough job. But that's uh, up to him. What's that? That's on him. That's on Kawhi? For what? Well, they say, he's, better. They say he's fine, and he says he's not fine. So I'm it's sure, just like, I, who's right in this? I'm sure Kawhi's right. He knows his body. No, he's not gonna. He's not just like choosing to stay at home and play 2K <laughs> instead of like playing these NBA games. He but clearly what knows trainer, It's always up to the player. Like, what trainer really knows? As these players say. Well, they get paid to know. And they get, I know my body. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they say. Exactly. These players know their body, and they, he <laughs> clearly knows that he's not 100%, and he doesn't want to go out there not being 100%. And that's what's causing the blowback between the front office and the star player. 
which is, as I said, very abnormal with well, the Spurs. It would be a disgrace if Kawhi left the Spurs. I don't understand San Antonio's rush. Right. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be a 3 or 4 he needs to be 100% by that playoff run. He needs to be 100% a week before the season and nothing will matter. And the trade deadline's coming up. The Spurs, not that, not that they're big trade deadline players, but they seem to be able to sign guys in the offseason. We know Kemba Walker, Is George the Hill. There's some interesting guys on the market, so this is a team that this same roster last season was up 30 points against, against the Warriors, against the Warriors in Oracle. Game 1 at Oracle, so if Kawhi's healthy, they add a player, and now they've yeah. got the Aldridge from the Blazers back. Yeah, Lamarcus is playing out of his mind. Yeah, they, they got Dejounte Murray on the There are two teams, yeah, that being the other one, that if healthy, and if they sign a player, I really do buy that the Rockets can be a threat. Do you guys I, actually? Yeah, I buy. I buy the Rockets. The I'm problem is, though, do you guys think Harden and Paul can not be bums in these games? Well, I mean, only time will tell. I don't. I don't know. It, it's hard to uh, put your faith in James Harden. He's well, now just, that they now that they have someone who is their equal on on the same team as them, I mean, they've clearly been the best players on on these playoff teams and having to. But they've blown it. Yeah, be, they, because they've been the they've been the main guy throughout the whole whole season. It's been uh, wear and tear. The they can't handle there. it. Hopefully, uh, having each other will allow them to have a little bit more uh, a little bit more juice going into the uh, the playoff and actually and actually give uh, Golden State a run for their money. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, they have been playing better defense this year. Ryan Anderson, he's stepping up his game. Uh, uh, Eric Gordon's become a, an interior player. He can yeah, he's now. attacking the paint. He's Clint. getting fouled, getting the harm. Yeah. Clint Capella. Clint know. Capella. Well, uh, yeah. They've got they've got the roster. They got the pieces. They got the pieces and to compete. As the playoffs approach us, we'll get more into it. It's a weird season so far. Clearly, the Warriors. The assumption is they're still going to easily win the, the win the title. But well, they're coasting right and now, and it's the same story every single time in the East. This time, it's a little bit more exaggerated because the Cavs have. Been I think it's a little bit. Bad. It's a little bit more uh, glaring this I'd year. They can't play. They can't win game. Can beat LeBron in the East. If and if they were in the Western Conference, they'd be. They wouldn't even be an eighth seed right now because they the record would be worse naturally. Yep. So, but that being in the East allows for these slumps, and it gives them the time to rebound. But I think this has been clear the entire time. This was the LeBron GM guy that we're talking about. Tyrone Lue clearly is not. It is not. He's not as viable. He's such a scapegoat, and it's sickening to see another coach take the fall for LeBron's mistakes. But he's not doing anything. No, but the problem is LeBron. Unless you bring in a big name, the only guy that coached LeBron was Spolstra. Yeah. And they bring in these guys that LeBron can just manhandle, manipulate, and it's I mean, the he manipulated Spolster. You remember? Time. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, we know that LeBron is the head coach. We know he's a GM. This is the classic narrative. We're surprising absolutely nobody here. But I really don't think it matters who is coaching the team when you have four fossils playing defense. No, well, this, this is what they said. That's LeBron's fault. He he he's made the these guys stick around. This is what I think. Tristan Thompson. This is the hot take. I think LeBron's gonna go to San Antonio. I was, I was literally, I was gonna say the same thing. He I think he's what, gonna do the whole classic. Oh, I've got all this respect for Popovich, <laughs> and he does. He's, he's been saying that yeah. his whole career. I mean, he's he got knows a great he's basketball him. mind. He's got that DNA, the blueprint. Yep, all that. Trash. He's battled him in. Uh, <laughs> he's battled him in the finals three times. He knows what a uh, what a tactician he is, and what a what a game planner he is on the hardwood. Uh, to see LeBron and Kawhi team up would be very, very interesting. Listen, he's the one in, once in a generation talent, and I'm the biggest. What's a lifetime guy? talent? Well, he's a fool. He's an absolute <laughs> fool, fool, and it's sickening to my stomach that people are not aware about this. Not they, enough people. Not enough people. Yes, but the thing is, you be a bigger fool to not appreciate how one really is, and that you're witnessing, really. And we'll get to this. With, with a the, guy, you're never going to see a guy play this type of brand ever again. But he is that big of a clown. With uh, with him scoring thirty thousand points, uh, there were a bunch of Instagram posts of like his uh, career highlights, I guess, and they separated it into three chapters: his uh, his initial stint with the Cavs, his Miami days, and then the past whatever four or five uh, four years, uh, the second go around with the Cavs. 
what he's been able to do on the court, as we know, obviously he's one of the best players of all time. Some of the stuff he does on the court is disgusting. He could be better. <laughs> yeah, no, and he could be better. And when he, he jumped over the guy in Miami and dunked over him? The finishing the game against Detroit with yeah. like 25 straight. The no, no regard one's, for no human one's life. questioning his on the floor abilities. It's just no. The man, he's a bad man on the court. <laughs> yeah, it's the social. But media he's game. a worse person off the court. And we've 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 fallen into the LeBron rabbit hole here. We're gonna move on to the Kevin Durant topic of this attitude he's developed, where he's been ejected uh, the most in the NBA this season, four times. He's got the most tees in the league. And we'll we'll get to that. You got what are your takes on that? I'm, I have a separate Durant topic that I want to get to afterwards. Um, I don't know. It seems like it seems like it's kind of accepted within uh, within Golden State's culture. Um, you see, you know, Draymond is uh, well known for his beefs and his outbursts with the refs. He gets he's up there with uh, the league leaders and technicals and ejections each year. It's because they're just coasting. They coast through the regular season. They get frustrated. They don't really care. Uh, they kind of feel entitled, I would say. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's definitely a whiny, arrogant culture. It's us against everybody. Culture. Yeah. And I, I think know. Kerr likes the... But it could come back and bite them in the ass. If yeah. KD freaks out but in you know he game won't. six. Who's to say? Yeah, but it's the same thing with Draymond. I mean, it didn't happen once, and it, it cost them. It cost them a championship. But I think Kerr likes them to play with the emotions on their sleeve. Doesn't want to take away from that. The Four point. ejections in a year, though, is pretty disgraceful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, has Boogie even done that? No. <laughs> one year, Rasheed Wallace had like 30 Oh, and with, <laughs> on the Durant topic, there's two more topics. One topic we want to get to, and we'll, we'll get into it, is that he might be the best player of all time, and Kyle firmly disagrees. Yeah. But the other topic is, I'm a big Michael Beasley guy. And I don't know if you guys saw the quote, but Durant said, I love bees, and he's right saying he's got the same, he's got the same talent as LeBron. And I do. He said this after they played the Knicks two nights ago. He said that, quote-unquote, that Beasley is as talented as they are. He goes, this guy can score. I love his game. Yeah, I mean, there's, not, <laughs> there's no lie about that. Bees <laughs> can put the ball in the hoop. Uh, just, are you guys really going to... Uh, I think Michael Beasley's the funniest player yeah, in yet. Yeah, he's really funny. I mean, we've, <laughs> when seen, he's we've not, watched him at the Garden. We are 80% sure that he is stoned during every game. Yeah, I mean, when he's not abusing uh-huh, drugs, he, he can ball the best. I think, he's, I think he's balling when he does abuse drugs. <laughs> 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 A walking bucket, as he likes to call right, himself. Well, let's get to but that. to even mention him in the same breath as LeBron James, please get out of my face. Yeah, well, we're gonna, you're going to feel the same way about this comment. Nick and I were discussing this during our uh, water breaks we take here on this program. Michael and Marshall on the couch, produced by Nick. But watching Durant now on the Warriors, I'm past the point of your disgrace for leaving OKC and going the Warriors. He, he's really the best offensive scorer I've ever seen. He's the most skilled player I've ever seen. Ever. I think it's fair to call him one of the best offensive talents well, of now, time. But now he plays... He's the best pure scorer of all time. But now he plays on real defense, so you have to put him in that category. Yeah, but think like about all the un- other. All, think about all the other issues there are with facing that Golden State uh, offense. Uh, he, he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss <laughs> actually from anywhere. He's played with at least off the top of my head five Hall of Famers. Yes, he's played but with I Russ think- Harding made up one finals with them, lost. Couldn't get over the Warriors. He was the sole reason they lost that game. Well, seven. He, I, and then he jumps to the Warriors, and now we're going to call him the best player of all time. He was no, pretty, he was pretty unreal on the Thunder. <laughs> anyone else who plays with Russ sucks. So yeah, I think the main point is he had to get out of the Thunder, out of OKC. No, he didn't. Because, yes, you can't play with You West cannot West. win a, a title with Russ. Look what's West. happened. I know Paul George is Who's to say they, sh- Russ, they should have beaten the Warriors That's in a that fact. series? But. Westbrook, you can't play with him. He's just he's out of control. He puts up unreal numbers. He's one he's one of the best players in the league, but he can't compliment anybody. And he had to get out. And he's with the perfect team now. They're gonna win six titles in a row realistically. I mean, this roster is ridiculous. He's a cupcake. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's absurd. But I guess that segues perfectly to what we wanted to discuss. The uh, did the draft tonight. With the and it's really so poor on the NBA's part. They're real. They're usually incredible at just producing money. But the fact that this wasn't televised, the fact that it either sorry. wasn't they televised, could have done could you unreal imagine? press that LeBron. LeBron would have done the same thing he did with when he 
listed off every player after won the title who would have been Kyrie, <laughs> a great score, you know, and it said all this dumb shit. He would have made the so worst joke about the yeah, like, passive aggressive. Like, yeah. yeah, and he would have everything would have about went a bit about him, obviously. Yeah, I, I think, mean you you have to. Th- I mean, you would have to imagine that the NBA, like the we're not we we're, we aren't the first people to think about this. I'm sure the NBA thought about it, and for some reason, the players either didn't want to televise it. Imagine uh, there would have been so much money uh, and so many eyeballs on it tonight. And if, if they didn't, they obviously didn't uh, televise it, but I think it would have been awesome to have a doom on Twitter. Well, the yeah, report is... monetized. The report is they, they didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's like, these are grown men. And these and are the best of their business. feelings. Yeah, but yeah. there's Damian Lillard who couldn't be more sensitive. <laughs> yeah, really. And Lou Williams was like... <laughs> Damian Lillard is so sensitive. He is. He, he, he was saying, oh, I'm hurt by what Westbrook said about George making the team. What are you saying? KD is so sensitive. They're all set. KD hasn't looked up on his way into the arena once. He's literally staring through the ground. With his arms touching the ground. And a hat that's suffocating his head so bent. Yeah. <laughs> like like one, of those, one of those Beats commercials, just yeah. blocking out the noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out. Oh, Some vintage does. commercials. These guys are characters. <laughs> All right, but let's go. Let's yeah, go we almost quick. had it, Kyle, with these picks. Yeah, we did. So first, uh, first let's recap. Um, we, we went through last episode, and Ryan and I picked... Uh, we did the mock... Uh, all-star draft ourselves. Which everyone in the media world immediately followed as we're setting trends out here. Because it, it's interesting. Uh, it is. So my <laughs> team was LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Embiid, and Anthony Davis. And yours was Steph, Giannis, DeMar, James Harden, and Boogie Cousins. And we simulated this game with the computers playing on NBA 2K on blacktop. A game to 30, win by two. And Ryan, the ballers, your squad, were able to uh, to uh, defeat my team 31-29 on a dagger three from Steph Curry. Yeah, no, no better way to end it. I think. Uh, I mean, we won. Blacktop, we won. Yeah, you gotta just take into account the blacktop games because there's no shot clock. There's 40 so, seconds. We watched this. This was the most painful half hour of my life. Did you they, watch the Yes, game? they stand there dribbling the ball for like 15 you gotta seconds. You explain the game. We gotta explain. <laughs> they stand there dribbling the ball for 15 seconds before they consider making a pass, and then when they make that pass, that guy dribbles the ball for 15 seconds. Are they getting good looks? No, no, <laughs> horrible. Looks. They choose contested fadeaways. Like, fade they would dribble the ball for literally 38 seconds, and then Anthony Davis would take like a fadeaway from the elbow. But over that's James a perfect Harden. replication of the All Star game. <laughs> no, we, the All Star game's fast, uh, fast wide pace. open alley oops or some shit. This was just my <laughs> god. Uh, <this laughs> yeah, my god. But you were able to uh, to beat me on that, and I think it's actually pretty funny. I think we should create like a little uh, bag, a little uh, uh, franchise or whatever you want to call it with us uh, picking teams and seeing how the computer plays yeah. it out for us. Well, I think the funniest part about this and this uh, really complements and confirms our uh, sports acumen is that if you swapped Boogie and Embiid, we had the exact rosters here. Yeah, we did. So let's go Which through was it. pure luck. Let's go through it. Team LeBron is obviously, let's just go through the starters. Uh, LeBron, KD, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, and Kyrie. And I think that team looks a lot more frightening than Steph's, which is Steph, DeMar, James James Harden, Giannis, and Embiid. I mean, it's hard to say. These teams are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Don't 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 sleep on DeMar now. Don't sleep on DeMar. I, I feel like DeMar is in an all-star game guy. I think it'll take, like, eight shots. No, well, he's going to be good because he's like going to drive drawing. and get, like, nice They'll, they'll let him do, yeah. like, crazy dunks. You think they'll play harder this year? Well, LeBron's demanding it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, uh, we'll see if he gets his wishes. You know that LeBron, you can, you can uh, guarantee some corny tweets. He's going to have the old uh, Instagram after. Oh, feeling good playing with the brotherhood. Back with my guy. Kyrie. LeBron's <laughs> hashtag strive for greatness. Did you see the report today about Kyrie? No, it wasn't. Uh, about the knee surgery? Yeah, this is absurd. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Um, you want to explain? I yeah, Kyrie, gonna sit Kyrie up said he's got this knee injury dating back to when he uh, broke his kneecap uh, in the 2015-2014 finals. Uh, no, 2015. And he made the comment when he did, when they heard the tr- when he heard the trade rumblings that he, if they didn't trade him, was going to get his knee surgery mid-season. It was a surgery that could have been easily recoverable. 
after a few weeks. But he said, I'm going to get it mid-season. The man I mean, Ron got pissed at ownership because they fell for his bluff. I mean, do you blame him? Do you blame Kyrie? No, if he's unwanted, no. I don't yeah. blame him. He says that he deals with just some well, regular swelling. I'm not going to feel there bad for Kyrie, who was able to do absolutely nothing with this Cavaliers team until LeBron got there. He goes to three straight finals. Uh, clearly hit the, the game-winning yeah, shot. Yeah, and that's the point, Kyle. I, don't, I, I understand LeBron's absurd, but... Why would you not want to play with it? He's going to be fine. He can't, he can't take it anymore. He was driven mad by this guy. <laughs> I know. I, he's driven mad about the media. But it's not but all about... It's, that's like saying, though, that you're working at your favorite company, but the people you're working with drive you batty. It's and not worth it. It's also, I think we discount any time we talk about sports. He's now in a great city in Boston. Who the hell wants to play in Cleveland? Not unless, you're, unless, you're, unless you're a kid from Akron. Yeah, unless you're a kid from that. I don't know. Hey, we're still uh, yet to see. uh, The Celtics are looking uh, mighty good right now. We'll see if they're able to get over the hump or if uh, Cleveland's able to get it together. Uh, Hopefully we get that matchup in the playoffs. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this All-Star game. I think it should be uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, we're gonna we got got a bit deeper into the NBA talk than we uh, anticipated. Given the excitement that this league brings, uh, you, you, when you watch this league, I don't need to tell you how you watch it, but you're just blatantly looking forward to those conference finals. Yeah, we're actually we're in an audible here. We're going to go straight into our new segment. No, no, no. We're, no, we're, we're recurring we're, segment. Yeah. yeah, what am I saying here? I'm, I'm, I've made some uh, blown calls so far on this. Uh, the man has been working. Uh, he's that's no excuse. No one gives a shit about my hours. Uh, no one cares. So we're gonna get back into our uh, second uh, second rendition time of this. Uh, guess the effort. Guess the effort, and to just for those who are tuning in for the first time, Nick's going to give us. Nick, you want to explain it here? Uh, basically, I'm just gonna give you a stat line from a random player in the association, and uh, you gotta guess the effort. <laughs> guess guess who it is, and. You know how hard they played. So hard. Ryan and I each get one, one pick for ourselves, and we get to uh, uh, Kahoot on our uh, on our third. And pick. I've been meaning to bring this up for a few weeks. I've got some beef with producer Nick. Last time he must, and we 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 all we all can admit we do a horrendous job of listening to what anyone says on this program. Fair, but <laughs> fair, but. So the last time, to- last time we did this, it was Anthony Tolliver, and <laughs> yeah. Nick listed his whole line, how many minutes he played, and Kyle and I confirmed about four times that he scored twenty five points, but he really played twenty five minutes, and we were so certain he scored twenty five points, but he didn't. How many points did he score? Like eighteen, but it was twenty five minutes, twenty five points, and Nick was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> come on, Nick, be back. Come on, <laughs> so <everyone laughs> yeah, pay attention, yeah. Fuck, man. All right, I'll Granted, stop. we don't pay attention either, so it's on all three of us in the, in front of the uh, Michael and Marshall. All right, so the it's current standings is that uh, Michael and Marshall are zero and one in this segment, uh, as producer Nick was able to stump us on the first rendition of Guess the Effort. Let's see if we can get you this time. Yeah, and just to one more time, run through the rules. We each get a guess, and then the two team up. Yeah, re- I don't need to repeat that. Go. All right, we head to South Beach. We got uh, the matchup of the Kings versus the Heat. Was this tonight or yesterday? It was tonight. Was it was a riveting matchup. Uh, 89-88. Uh, nice high-scoring game. Um, this player was, he started the game, played 15 minutes, was 0 of 2, had one offensive rebound, <laughs> and that's it, and was a minus 9 for the game. Can he you repeat the full line? Oh, yeah. Uh, 0 of 2, one rebound. Team? The Miami Heat. 0 of 2, one rebound. Oh, you didn't have to tell us the team. So we know it's a starter on the Heat, right? We got to get this. We have a three-fifths chance. I've got a very two. So very the man had zero guesses. points and one and one rebound. There there was three. A, it was a minus. All right, nine. there are three guys, and we got to guess all of them, Kyle. Right, you go first. Let me guess, Bam out of bio. No, it's not Bam. Bam actually showed out a little bit. He had six Wait, points. How many minutes? Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Uh, there's two other. Yeah, guys. not Bam. Oh, what do you got? Um, we got to get this. Yeah, we do have to get this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Justice Winslow. Ah, uh, it was not Justice I Winslow. Didn't like the guess. Justin had 11 points. It's either 16 or 40, Kyle. In my book. 16 or 40? No, it was a starter. Udonis doesn't start. He said it was a starter. Yeah. He did. <clears throat> oh boy. 
<laughs> well, let's just think. All right, we're going to give it to you, Kyle. Let, I'm going to guess it's got to be nine. It can't be Whiteside. Okay. But uh, does Tyler Johnson start these days? I don't know. I wish I knew the Heat starters better. Uh, Do we want to go with Kelly Olenek? I feel like he blatantly did more than that. The clock sticking. Yeah, Kelly the clinic. You know he had a better game than that. Okay. Um, let's go eight or 16. We got to go, though. What do you think? 16. Okay, James Johnson. That's our final guess. Nah, it was not James Johnson. It uh, was Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones never gotten it. And he sh- he just didn't show up. The man is party. literally not on. Oh, there he is. He's, he's a, in a Suns uniform. A bit of a diz uh, from your two hosts. So I uh, guess the effort. Nick guess is no effort. Nick is two and zero. Oh. So uh, our effort is a bit lackluster. So we are zero and two on guess the effort. Let's see if. Hopefully we can be better next time. We apologize to you listeners out there. But that'll wrap up our NBA talk. We'll get back to the much-acclaimed uh, miscellaneous. Yeah, we're going to skip the uh, Hall of Fame uh, inductees. We'll get be- we'll get to that at a later date and get into a steroid discussion later. Get Bonds in the Hall of Fame. And with that, we get to our favorite segment of the of each volume, miscellaneous talk here on My- Michael Marshall. Draw the Marshall. curtain back a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> On the couch, uh, we're going to start off with some nature, some animals. As you know, we enjoy. Kyle has a uh, fun game that he wants to introduce to us. Well, yeah, week. it's not so much. Uh, it's more of a discussion than a game. But I saw this. <laughs> saw this as I was uh, perusing social media today. Uh, there was there was a uh, debate, um, and I'll I'll explain it to you. Uh, so there's a photo uh, with the with a a bunch of animals and. Uh, the concept is that you have to you have to pick two of the choices to defend you while all of the others are coming to kill you, and the options are bear with us. Yeah, bear with us. Um, Fifty falcons, ten crocodiles, three bears, seven water buffalo, one man with a gun, fifteen wolves, ten thousand rats. Five gorillas and four lions. So you have to pick two, and the rest are coming to get after you and murder you. Who wants to start? Ryan, you want to lead it off? Yeah, I'll start. So as our listeners know, I'm a very big cat guy. Big cat guy. Big, big cat guy. As everyone is clearly aware. Yes. (laughs) Everyone blatantly knows that. (laughs) So I would just select... These four lions, this is how I envision this. The four, first of all, before I get into this, I'm not sure if any combination would get it done. Fair. <laughs> Considering all of the others coming at you, 10,000 rats, 10 crocodiles, I mean, this would be absurd. Yes. <laughs> You're looking for your best chance to survive. But I would select the four lions, just standing in between the four lions, and then right next to me, or right outside the four lions, the gunman. Just murdering everyone, and then if he fails, the lions inhale. Like, just defend me. That would be my selection here. So you're going with the lions and the hunter. Yes. Ryan, I think that's a horrible. I think idea. it's a bad. I think, I think that's a bad choice. I don't think it's bad. I don't. I mean, we got to bring in our science show, experts. In your nature show, yeah, our science experts. Nature experts. Um, in in your uh, in your nature shows that you watch, don't you see the lions get ragdolled uh, a little bit when they go after larger prey like hippos and stuff? I feel like they would stand no chance against a. Five gorillas, three bears. Yeah, the lions are not the type. I, I feel like home. they could barely take down the water buffalo. I think though that okay. How often have you seen this in these nature shows we've watched? People attack the lions, other than hyenas. Go after them. The lion can sit there, and no one ever. Well, goes that's after just given. Them. That's just given their environment. There's nothing larger. There's nothing uh, threatening to them in their environment. Know. What's that? We've got to use what we know, and you could see a lion sitting there and a pack of 100 buffalo combined. They won't even consider going okay, after Okay, but in this scenario, you have 50, like, falcons swooping down at the their falcons. head. What are the lions going to do? And what is the man going to do? He can kill a couple animals, but if 10,000 rats are coming at him, he's going to get absolutely <laughs> engulfed. The man will have time on his hands while the lions do their job. Oh, no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree. I think you would bite the dust. All right. Well, what's your take? All right. I'm going to step in and I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the five gorillas and the 10,000 rats. I like the numbers. 
I think that the rats. How do you envision it? How do I envision it? I I mean I see. Where are you standing? I'm obviously I'm standing behind the gorillas and I'm oh. letting the rats roam as 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 maniacally as they possibly can. Oh. I mean we're gonna lose many a rat. Don't uh, don't get me don't don't get me wrong. Many uh, a rat. And you have to the gorillas. They, they're a lot smarter than the other animals. And I'm t- I'm. I'm uh, the gorillas wouldn't have I'm the envisioning rats. this as uh, 3 a.m. New York subway rats that are basically the size of small hounds. Uh, I, I haven't had the luxury of seeing one of these. It's not a luxury. It's pretty <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the gorillas would go absolutely ham on these other animals. I think they could tear a wolf to shreds. I think that they would that the water buffalo would stand no match for them. And then I would, like I said, literally let the rats go off. Just maul these animals as quickly as possible. Sell your soul. Uh, the crocodiles would be interesting, though. I'm not sure how the rats would get after them. I think uh, the crocodiles are pretty useless. I mean, like, the crocodiles are useless to have on your pace. side, but what what can a accomplish? What can a colony of ten thousand rats do to subside? They like bite you to death. I don't know. There's ten thousand of them. There are ten thousand. They'll literally just shove like shove in their mouth and suffocate them. The the fifty falcons would be pretty difficult for the rats, though. I but guess, but, but still, there's, I like so the there's only there's only fifty versus. I, I think you can't go wrong with the gorillas. I mean, they're mini King Kongs. I'm gonna be interested to see Kyle if Nick uh, gives any uh, attention to the fifteen wolves. The fifteen wolves are interesting. That's, that's, that's yeah. They're awesome badass, dude. They got a big Especially pack of that wolves. gorgeous wolf we saw on planet Earth too. I just don't think it's enough. I think fifteen is just not enough. Give me twenty five and I'm all in on the wolves. I don't <laughs> think fifteen is quite Nick, enough. What's your take? I have. I, I'm sticking with the rats. I think ten thousand is a number you just can't mess with. If they're all working together. They're That's gonna fuck you up. They're gonna fuck you up. It's scary. And I rats. have uh, the three grizzly bears. I think the bear is just a fucking massive beast. They have giant like claws with talons coming out of them. They'll claw shit to death. But would you I've, trade two gorillas for, like, for, would you trade off two gorillas for to have the bears? I feel like. Their size is pretty comparable. I feel like one-on-one, a bear and a gorilla would be a hell of a fight, so I would just take the extra two. I'm, s- I'm still going with the bear in the fight. I do, think. You think, do you think this gunman, how, do you think one shot does it on a lot of these animals? I think it's a standard like hunting rifle guy. Like, you yeah, know, is, like, is he like, is it like a bayonet where he has to he's like, the wild card, through? isn't it? Yeah, the man <laughs> is, is a wild card. If he had like an AK 47, I mean, we're definitely, he would be yeah, we're number not one overall. Yeah, we're not. But in the about, photo, it looks like a hunting. We'll card. just say like, like a shotgun or something. Something okay. like, that you, yeah. like reasonable rate of fire. And this is the perfect opportunity to introduce our uh, new social media we've got going on. We've got our new Twitter handle that we ought to promote a bit more, and we'll post this up on it tomorrow morning. And uh, we'll pray. Eminem at Eminem on the couch. Eminem on the couch. Yes, Yes, please. Yeah, Kyle, give us the plug. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. (laughs) 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 All right, just to recap, I am with the five silverback gorillas and the ten thousand rats, letting them run absolutely amok. Sell your soul. Try to protect (laughs) me. Ryan's going with the Rifleman and the Lions. I think he's toast pretty quick. I think he's done in a second. That was a terrible draft. You're dead. We'll see, Nick we'll is, see one day. This is clearly going to happen. Nick is, uh, yeah, exactly. Nick is on the rat train with me, but going with the uh, the Bears instead of the Silverback Gorillas. Yeah. Silverback I mean, the point gorillas. is, this would be like this would be Coliseum like 9.0. This would be the most entertaining thing ever to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But Kyle's dropped from like a helicopter in the center <laughs> it, of this of environment. Like surrounded, yeah. And he's sitting behind his animals. Trying to communicate with his 10,000 rats. Well, he's animals. calling out signals. Uh, no, you and know. And he is staring at this herd of animals sprint after him. No, and, I, he, and he will know after 10 seconds whether or not he's dead. I would be a mile away <laughs> trying to hunt down a hyena to uh, give him some of the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll table the hyena talk for next episode. But <laughs> it's kind of a tradition here now that Kyle versus hyena is brought up on every single episode. <laughs> Don't doubt me. <laughs> it's in our profile picture, so it makes sense, you know. Yeah, and that that's how we wanted to start off the miscellaneous talk. The next thought I had was 
This could be funny. The thought of... Not the thought. I mean, it's an everyday occurrence. You get in the elevator, and when you go... And everyone knows this. You get there at, like, 8.55 or whatever time it is. 9.03. And the elevator's packed, and you see two people in it, and you know that if you jam that door closed... No one else is going to You're only going to have to sit through maybe one or two stops. But if that one person... Squeezes in at the end. Next thing you know, you're stopping at force ten through seventeen each one. You're sardines. The worst is when <laughs> you think you're you think you're on it alone. Someone gets or like someone gets on, like you said, and then two or three more people get on. I'm on the sixth floor. This happens pretty much daily. I get on the elevator. I I'm mashing the closed door button, but someone throws a hand in there, gets in, and then three more people get in, hit floors two, three, and four, like. Come on, you can't walk up one flight of stairs. Come on, get your steps in. Yeah, but and then the the other part of this game is that you are also like hiding behind the part of the elevator that's not visible immediately, so that they can't necessarily see. Yeah, you who get in. You, you because hide you know you're a dick. Yeah, you know you're jamming door closed, and also and you click it as softly as some possible. Some elevators have those, or if you had door closed, the door's gonna shut. Some of the elevators hitting the button doesn't really do anything. The elevators I used to go downstairs in the morning, immediate close. No one cares about this. But the elevators going up, they don't ever close, and you're sitting there it's sweating. It's just the concept you got your bag. You're, do, you, do you have the things in your elevators, the ads that have the... Uh, we have no these, ads now. The facts. That's going to get us uh, some interesting facts. Yeah, for sure. A good segue. The elevator's just awful. Everyone knows this. Yeah, nothing worse than a jam-packed elevator, so clearly the move is to mash the closed door button every single time. You do it as silently as possible, but also as rapidly as possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and here are your guys six months into their real-life uh, jobs giving you... Lessons on how to handle elevator life when we're clearly buffoons. We Being have, an absolute robot every morning. Yeah, we've got no clue. But every now and then, not every now and then, every morning, someone walks in with their morning breath and it's a bit of dizzy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but just the absolute euphoria that you experience when you do get that door closed and you uh, take the silent ride up alone. Could also, be I've got a question for you. Does your uh, elevator have good LTE? Uh, no, not especially. It couldn't be a more average elevator. Yeah, sometimes when it's that long elevator ride, it's imperative. Do yours beep at every floor? Yeah, but it's paramount to get the Twitter feed refreshed so that on that long ride, you can look at some new tweets. Well, it sounds like you have a bit of a longer ride than I do. Mine is about 20 seconds. (laughs) Mine can reach three minutes on a bad morning, Kyle. Yeesh! I'm normally uh, inhaling either part of my take or uh, or my tunes. All right. So with that, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a bit tired. So I apologize if I've been lacking the typical energy or been a bit boring during the miscellaneous talk. Oh, no, Ryan. Do not be hard on yourself. You <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, wrap up Volume 5, and it's been a long one, so bear with us. Yeah, we apologize for that. We we uh, proclaimed last week, and it's rants like this, and my rant right now, that make it run a bit longer, but we said we we're going to try and keep it to 45 minutes. We, we know not... our loyal listeners won't hesitate to complete the episode. That's you, Jason and Lance. <laughs> That's you, Steve. <laughs> Steve and Bill. I can't. And Bill and Monica, come on. <laughs> and Yebby. Okay, but let's go. Uh, we're gonna introduce uh, a segment that we gave a sneak peek. Kyle, you introduce it. All right, we gave a sneak peek to this last uh, last episode. We got Nick back in the, uh, the studio with us. Nick is gonna give us uh, some facts he finds off the internet, and we're gonna we're gonna see if they're interesting or not. And we're, we're either going to we're either going to proclaim that two. as uh, ah, pretty <laughs> interesting there, Nick, or ah, not so interesting. Yeah, we'll see what Nick brings. We'll give our take. It's called "Is It Interesting?" Is it interesting with producer Nick? Let's hear it. All right, let it rip. Uh, banging your head against a wall burns 150 calories an hour. So you know you hate your job and want to diet. Just bang your head against the wall. Ah, oh. <laughs> interesting. Ah, interesting. All right, score one. All right. Ah, that is interesting. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
this is quickly become a laughing stock. Let's go on. Let's get this over with. Kyle saying that I could not buy phone. Can't even get my interesting out of here. Yeah. A bit interesting. All right, I'm just gonna move on. You guys, you guys got to shut the fuck up. Uh, your body sheds 10 billion flakes of skin every day. It's not so interesting. Not interesting. Not interesting. The first one, though, ah, that was a bit interesting. <laughs> the first one, A bit interesting there. <laughs> All right, and with that, we are going to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, but we do expect, Kyle, now that we're aware of this fact, you'll be sure to see me. On the uh, 16th floor, pounding my head against the wall. (laughs) And shedding my skin like it's an absolute job while I have my five silverback gorillas by my side. Interesting. Ah, Not so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Have a good weekend. I'ma tell you I'm so proud I'ma tell you I'm so proud If I ain't talk you in a minute I'm so proud, I'm so proud Say it X in our lives Say it X in our lives Flip it X in right now Flip it X in right now Drop ties in the way time, Chop ties in the road time, we secure We the new Illuminati We the new Illuminati, baby All about us, fuck them We the new Illuminati I got the set, let you fuck up the set When I give you the set, they be holding me back Gotta hold me down with it, do. Nothing to lose, ain't got nothing to prove When you freaking on me and I'm freaking on you Gotta ride it like a goon Soon as I'm ready in April, I give you that paper This ain't no favor, I'm flexing like I got something to prove Chop out the ghost like a doorway, yeah I can never see no hater, got five percent ten all around me, yeah Fight, ho, easy, ain't no manners These niggas too fake and they never can see me, no, yeah, 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 yeah Beat power, scratch down, alligator, crocodile on my seat Play your haters, I'll see you later. Left foot, right foot, let me see you step on my car, man. Piss on my perverses, we gon' do it with you, man. Sexy in that now. Like guns spraying in the crowd. Lay low, go and roll up. Go and shot, fuck, run up, yeah. I'ma tell you, I'm so proud. I'ma tell you I'm so proud If I ain't talk you in a minute I'm so proud, I'm so proud of you Say it, it, X in our lives Say it, it, X in our lives Flip it, it, X in right now Flip it, it, X in right now Drop ties in the wait time, ooh Drop ties in the wait time, we secure we the new Illuminati. We the new Illuminati, baby. All about us, fuck them. We the new Illuminati. Don't know our secrets. <laughs>